many times have you seen those movie clips where the person's being attacked maybe in the dark and it's like something comes at them from one side and then from another side and they spin around to protect themselves and then defend themselves and it doesn't matter where they look, they're still getting hit. Maybe it's the, the invisible villain, the one who can disappear or maybe it's the Flash or Spider-Man, somebody who can re move really fast and then vanish out of the periphery really easily. Uh, when you're in leadership... You're going to spend a lot of your time emotionally and psychologically feeling just like that. Like you have attacks coming at you from directions you didn't know an attack could come from. The one that comes from the ground right up like a, like a water fountain. And you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, you're going to live your life like that. And that's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and I can tell you there are times that attacks come, well, from out of the blue. You feel like you're not even sure what you've done to warrant the attack. You're not even sure that it is an attack. Sometimes you wonder, is this just the consequences of decisions that I've made, things that I've done? Maybe I didn't dot my I's and cross my T's in exactly the right way, and so here I find myself wandering through life feeling like everybody's attacking me. Maybe, maybe it really is my fault and what's happening is the consequence, the results of, the reaction to the things that I've done. And then there are those times that you're absolutely certain as a leader that you're under attack. Maybe for something you said, maybe because a competitor doesn't want you to get the edge, maybe because, I don't know, you're just doing too many things right and that. Pareto principle is coming into play. You know, the 20% that get everything done and the 80% who get very little done. Well, those 80% sometimes get really, really jealous. We talked about fratricide not too long ago. The idea that those who are supposed to be on your tribe, on your team, in your family, immediate siblings even, will sometimes destroy you because they're jealous of your success or because they feel like if you win... That automatically means they lose, and they don't want to lose. So how do they prevent you from being the winner? Well, any way they can. So as a leader, part of our obligation, part of our responsibility, our daily process should be constantly evaluating 360 degrees. Who's in front of you? Who's to your right, to your left? Who's behind you? Who's got your back? Who's above you? Who's beneath you? And beneath you may not necessarily mean that they're not as good as you. It just may mean that they're positioned in a way that the only way they can fire is up. And if you think about the vulnerability of any human when the weapon is being fired up, think about the number of times that you've seen in, in horror films or in action drama films where there's a guy who's hiding under the bed and he shoots through the bed or he shoots out from under the bed and he clips the ankle of the enemy and then they fall on the floor and, and then they, they finish him off. Or they're actually under the floorboards of the house shooting up or in the house shooting up through the roof or the attic. It's, it's a common thing for the enemy to be firing up into a blind space that you occupy. Now, in your business, that might look like you've got someone in your organization that simply wants to topple the organization. Maybe you made a bad hire. Maybe you hired someone who wants to be your competitor. Maybe you hired someone who wants to have your job. 
And even if you're the founding partner, the CEO, the originator of the idea, even if the whole thing is yours, founder syndrome tends to creep in there a little bit. And you feel like, I got to do all this on my own. And if I don't touch it, it doesn't work. And I've been there. I get it. I know. Talked about it a little bit last time. The idea that if I don't put my hands on it, it doesn't happen. In a solopreneur relationship, that's a reality. But when you've got an organization that's functioning properly, that should not be a reality. You should be delegating. But the challenge for a lot of us as leaders is that we're going to find those people who either intentionally make their way into our organization or they creep in or maybe something changes along the way and they feel like, I should have that top seat. I should be the top dog in this organization. And whether by subtle or very practical and overt sabotage, they do all they can to kind of get that seat. They want the attention. They want the finances. They want the authority, the control, the power, everything that comes along with being in that seat. And whatever it takes to get there, they're going to. Now, as a leader, somewhere along the way, you've got to establish yourself in relationship to people on your team who are equally loyal to you as they are to themselves and the organization. Now, that seems like a very divided vision for someone else to say, I'm as equally devoted to you as I am to myself. But there are people out there like that. Our Jonathan and David had that kind of a relationship. There were some things about the relationship that some people have misconstrued and some have just questioned that are really bizarre. But for the most part, Jonathan and David had that relationship. Jonathan and his armor bearer had that kind of relationship. Jonathan at one point said to his armor bearer, look, there's, there's 10,000 of them and there's two of us. And between us, we have one sword and one shield. And I still think we can win this battle. And his armor bearer said, Okay, I'm in. Now, that takes some advanced kind of logic or knowledge or awareness or some fearlessness that comes from way outside human thought. But the point is, he knew who had his six. He knew that his armor bearer was going to battle with him with the same intention of coming home alive as Jonathan had. He also knew that if I die trying to defend him, to protect him, I will. My question to you is, as a leader in the business world, in the political world, in the science world, in the medical world, whatever world you're in, do you feel like you have some people who that devotedly got your six? They know what you're up against. They have a pretty good idea, the landscape, the battlefield, the war that you're going into. They know what comes next. They know what your competitors might do. They know what your frenemies might do. They know what the next battle is going to look like. They know that sometimes that shot through the floor, that shot through the ceiling, is being fired blind, randomly. They know that shot is coming from someone who has very ill intent for you. But you may have no way to defend yourself against it because you don't know what's coming until it does. See, the person who's got your six, they're always looking out for that. While you're facing the enemies that you can see, they're looking for the ones that you can't. They're the ones with their head on a swivel. They're right behind you. They're looking for everything. Is it a new marketing ploy? Is it a, a change in the algorithm of the social media platforms that you promote your business on? Is it a change in the terms and conditions? You know, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but in the last probably three weeks, I've got updated terms and conditions from every social media platform. 
And every one of them end with this same thing. And this is both on the paid side and the free access side. The one I got from YouTube the other day was for everything paid. So this is a premium subscription. It's for paid users who have advanced use on the platform to promote themselves. For those who are buying advertising, it's for everybody who spends money with YouTube. And at the end of the 75,000 pages of stuff, the bottom line says, if you do not agree with these terms and conditions, please cancel your account. Well, that's pretty significant bully pulpit, I would say. If you're making money from this relationship, if it's a profitable investment for you, whether you're paying for the subscription to have access to music and videos or to be able to download things or save files, or you're paying for advertising to be able to promote your content so the world can see it, we don't want your money anymore if you're not going to submit to these terms. It's becoming a pretty common thing. You'll do it my way or go play somewhere else. See, the person who's got your six, they... They understand that. They also know I'm not going to violate the rules and the policies intentionally if it could cost you everything in your business. There are those people who are both lazy or haphazard or intentionally lazy or haphazard who will do things and they go, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that was a violation of the new rules. I, I hadn't read them completely. And that putting you in that vulnerable position is like saying, hey, come stand over here because they see the little red dot coming up through the floor, through the ceiling. They know you're about to be fired on. Some people, well, they're just unaware. And some, well, they do it intentionally. As a leader, you've got to know who's got your six. Who's reading through all those documents? Which of your attorneys or legal advisors, your accountants, your bookkeepers, which of them can you trust with everything and which ones do you keep at arm's length? Do you kind of watch what you tell them or show them or give them access to change? There are people who I serve, they're my clients, who have given me access to their social media accounts for me to make changes and updates to live stream video to their account on their behalf, et cetera, et cetera. And that access required to do that gives me access to a whole lot more than just the ability to do that because it takes a certain level of access to do it. The level of trust required for that is pretty significant. There are clients that were clients of mine seven or eight years ago who I still have access to their full page. What do I do with it? Well, nothing, because I don't have any designs to do anything ill to their business or to destroy their social media. There'd be nothing good to come of that. But the fact that they've gone to the extent of giving me passwords and online access and editor access to their page, that's a lot of trust. When I talk about you need to know who the people are that have your six, that's the level of trust that you need to have. You need to know that they will do nothing to damage you. They will do everything to protect you. They've got your back. They've got your six. They know what your enemies look like, and they are aware of them and willing to point them out and go, uh, look out for that one over there. This one's up to something nefarious. You should watch out for that. If they're not willing to do that, even at risk to themselves, then they probably shouldn't be in your inner circle. In this day and time, you need to understand that attacks come emotionally, mental health, psychologically, financially, legally, reputation-wise. They come from every level, 
from every direction. And it's so easy, especially in what we would call cancel culture now, for one person to post a tweet that will ruin your career, get you fired from your job, tear down your customer relationships, move you into a new realm or a new category of being watched by everybody else. And I don't mean watched in the good way of it, it increases your exposure. While it might increase your exposure, it might mean that you're now being surveilled by others, that there are people from a legal standpoint or from at least an adversary standpoint who are looking at everything you do under a different level of scrutiny. It takes one tweet. It takes one Facebook post. It takes one manipulated statement from a board meeting. It takes one ill-received comment, compliment, or just interjection into a conversation. If it's that easy to bring somebody down, then the people who've got your six, they better be sharp. They better be astute. They better be really quick to say, that's not what was meant by that, let me explain further. And be accurate when they do so. If not, you could destroy yourself by accident, but not nearly as fast as someone who knows all your secrets. Listen, as a leader, there are going to be people in your inner circle who know things about you that you don't want anybody else to know. These are the people who every day live life with you in a way that if you were keeping a journal, they'd be writing that stuff down. And if you're not keeping a journal, they might be. It might not be that somebody finds your diary. It might be that you have five people in your world that are writing a diary about you. If that's the case, you better know them well. You better have the same level of trust for them that you have for a spouse. For some people... That level of trust isn't, isn't recognizable enough to say, this person's got my six. If your spouse doesn't have your six, you need to slow down for a minute and work on your relationship. But if you've got people in your organization, people that you lead, people that you train, people that you provide for, who don't have your six, you're going to find yourself in a world of hurt. Take the time as a leader to assess those people and know who's watching out for me, who can I trust, and just how competent are they and having my back. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.